Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 12 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast presents Enchantress After Dark. This is a new series with the same great content, just a wee bit more intimate with our guests. In the past two years, we have been the official podcast for the Allure signing in 2022 and the Readers Take Denver conference in 2023. I'm thrilled that we're going to be Dark Star's official conference for this year, 2024. Dark Star Con is happening August 29th through September 1st in New Orleans, Louisiana. I was going to try to do an accent. Not going to do it. <laughs> Dark Star... Con is a book convention focused on audiobooks and what is the next best thing happening in the audiobook world. Visit their website to learn more about this event. And today I am chatting with one of the signing authors of this event, Cassandra Robbins. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing and how you got started. So let's see. I have been writing probably, God, it's amazing how time flies. I would say five years. And I always, literally, I always knew I wanted to write. Like, I always said I was going to write a romance novel. And I started, you know, many times in my life. But, you know, the internet wasn't really big back then. So, I, and I wanted to do historical romance at the time. So, I would, like, start something. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this I, I, there's a lot of research. I'm uh, I'm out. You know, it just life happens. I then, you know, I get married and I have kids, I have two kids. And I remember it was like, I'll never forget this. It was like 10 o'clock at night. Everybody was in bed and I was like in my chair and I was like, holy God, this is like crazy. Like what is happening? I'm actually, I have time on my hands. I'm going to watch television. And I was just scrolling through TV going, and it was like one bad thing after another. And I was like, why don't I just read a book? Like I love reading. I haven't read a book in forever. And I don't even know what I picked up. I just picked up a book and and started reading. I was like, I'm going to write a book. Literally. That's how I did it. I was like, I'm going to write a romance novel. I've been wanting to do this my whole entire life. I got up the next day, went to Best Buy and was like, I need a laptop. And the guy was like, okay, what do you need it for? I'm like, I'm going to write a book. (laughs) Okay. It was hilarious. He was like, well, good luck to you. And that's what I did. I just started writing. So what would you write romance? Because, I mean, you started with historic. And I understand the reason why I giggled is because I've talked to a lot of folks and like, oh, I love historical romance, but then the research. And I'm like, it's true because that one moment that you you write the wrong type of button or style of something, someone's going to get you on a review. Well, at that time, I didn't know anything about that. I was just like, oh, it's easy. <laughs> I have like, a, it's probably 500 pages of, and I love it as a historical romance. I think it's fantastic. The problem is it needs a lot of editing. It was my first book. And I, at that point in time, you know, I'm just writing. So I was like, you know what, I'll go back and I'll research all this. And then I'll go (laughs) to the point where it's like, it needs a lot of research. That is still on my back burner. One, one day, I think I will actually release that one, but it's my first book. And, you know, I haven't gone back in and even looked at it, but that's how it is. That's how it started. So what made you decide to write romance? Because with all the different genres. I have been wanting to write romance from the beginning of the time. Like uh, since I was 12, I think I was reading. My mom was a voracious, voracious reader. And I mean, this sounds terrible, but I would pick up those romance books of hers literally at 12, probably 12, 13, and just devour them. 
And I always thought I was going to write romance. Aww. It's funny you say that because of the whole like, oh, uh, you know, back then you were 12. I'm like, yeah, but back then that was Harlequin. Well, they were so much tamer. Yeah. Than, like I look back on that kind of stuff and I, they're nothing like that. Like what I write, like, it's just too funny. Yeah. I you know people are like, I don't know about my 12 and I'm going, well, shit, when I was 12, I was reading full-blown adult books. No, I was too. I honestly, I sit there and I think about all my history that I learned. It's like probably from historical romances. Like I'm like, right, you know? like they would do their research. They would do all kinds of stuff. Like my historical romance is pretty much full smut, but. <laughs> well, I do look forward to reading that one day. I'm, I hope that you'll pull it out. I think about it and I'm like, that is a 500 page book that's just sitting there. All it needs is to, I, it needs to be edited. Well, I mean, five years ago, you just started and like with any skill set, the more you practice, the better the skill set. So I'm sure you're going to be like, good, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hope. The good thing is 99.999% of y'all have. Yes, that is the good thing. So yeah, that's how it kind of started. And then I, like I said, I did the historical romance and then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do historical. I want to do modern. I started with a duet and it was my entitled duet and I loved it. And then I had this vision of like, I took my kids to a carnival and I saw like a girl just sitting there in the, being like a carnival girl, like she, you know, and, and who would be her mate? And I came up with Lethal and just started my motorcycle guys, my motorcycle club. And that's kind of how that happened. And then I went from there. Definitely the inspiration can come from any place then. Yeah. So, so also be nice to the authors. We could end up dead on the page. <laughs> it's too funny. Yeah. So that's kind of how it is. I just, I don't really have one way of like, I should probably be better about this, about mapping out stuff, but I don't. I just kind of like whatever, like kind of comes to me. That's what I then go for. Well, I mean, sometimes when you don't want to ever overthink it. I'm the girl that overthinks it and gets paralyzed in whatever thing that I'm overthinking. And then I just don't move in into doing it. I'll just like overthink. Well, yeah, that, yeah, you gotta, you gotta throw that away. I'm, I'm trying. Hard. It's hard, but it's true because then it, it doesn't, you know what I mean? I find that that is when I, 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 if I start overthinking things, I need to just, I like literally just walk away from it. Cause I'm like, you know what? I got to walk away from this. Cause I think I'm making it worse. When it comes down to the writing, because I mean, there's so many people think of romance and they're like, oh, it's just the lovey-dovey stuff. But romance is an umbrella term with so many different subgenres underneath it. Yeah, who knew, right? Right. And people keep coming up with new ones. I remember the first time that new adults was a thing. And I was like, what are we going to do? Like vintage adult and antique adults? Because right, right. <laughs> currently in my vintage adult stage. But um, how about, is there a genre that you have yet to write in that you're going, hmm, maybe? Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I'm more of the type of author that if I get an idea and I get excited about it, that's what I'll want to write. Now, there is one idea that I have, and I've had it for a couple of years, and it's kind of like the historical romance. I haven't done it yet just because... It requires a lot of world building and I'm always seeming to be behind, but I am going to do that at some point because I have a, I, I love the story in my head. Mm. I would assume it would be dystopia romance kind of thing. It's not really fantasy. It's more futuristic kind of stuff. 
And a lot of the authors sometimes get concerned about doing different genres because they're like, oh, I may have to do a different pen name because it's not what my readers are used to. I've always said, no, I, if you want to write a fantasy today and tomorrow you're doing contemporary or vice versa, I love your writing style. I'm just going to read whatever you write. I've heard that too. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. It takes me forever to get anything anyway. So I'm just going to stick with my name. <laughs> Like the thought of trying to do a new pen name is kind of fun in the, it, like when you think about it, but I don't know if I can commit to like, like I'm going to be able to do all these books in this pen name. You know what I mean? Like if I did one, it would probably be just a one and done because I had this idea kind of thing. I would think, I don't know. Yeah. My thing is like, oh, I had to come up with branding for that one new name. I'm like, oh, it took me forever to get this one done. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> As an author and writer, what is the best scenes for you to write that you love writing? I find, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I have always had the best luck with writing my sex scenes. They seem to flow very easily for me and I have to do very little editing with those. So yeah, those are my easiest scenes. The other ones require way more time because of the world building and this and that and the other. Yeah, I'm used to talking to a lot of the authors are like, yeah, we write insert sex scene here and then keep moving. <laughs> you know what? I've never been able to do that. I wish I could because sometimes that, I, and I'm not that, I've seen that many a times. It's interesting to me how they will plot out everything. I don't do that at all. I literally just start, <laughs> so bad. I just start writing and kind of see where they go. And they tell me, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's amazing. I can even write books. I don't know what I'm doing. Our brains all work differently. I know some people are like the plotters and the pansters. I would probably be a mix of the two. And then who knows what that would be and look like. Well, yeah, I tried a plot, but it never goes the right way. And it's funny because this new one that I'm writing right now that I'm on chapter one, I'm really, really, really trying to kind of like be better and like, because I think I will write faster if I can actually, you know, plot it out a little bit. So we'll see. Do the characters talk to you? Yeah, that's kind of how I do. I just sit there and they just kind of like literally talk and I just write what they're saying and seeing and everything else. That probably is what makes it a little harder for you to plan things because you could be planning to talk to this one person. Yeah. And then the other one's like, hello. <laughs> yeah. I would never be able to say insert something here or go, you know what I mean? Like I have to write a chapter by chapter because who knows what they're going to say in that chapter. You know what I mean? If anything at all, I know sometimes they get quiet and you're going, really? Well, there is that time and you just got to kind of, like I said, walk away and kind of see what's going on. Yeah. Like, like what, what am I doing here? What has <laughs> happened? Or someone will be like, so where are you going with this? I'm like, that's a good question. Where am I going with this? When the author doesn't even know, you're going, hmm. I don't know. They'll tell me. They'll tell me where I'm going with this sometime in this book. I find it fascinating about the, the character speaking to you guys. It's I can see it happening. Because um, when I read, it's almost like a movie in front of me. I kind of see it that way. So I can only imagine them popping into your head saying, hey, uh, what, when do I get my book? Uh, well, that happens a lot, too, where I get hooked on a character and I'm like, this is going to be my next book. And then something else happens. And I'm like, no, this is going to be my next book. And then but I've led everybody kind of like up to this point where I'm like, this is my next book. And they're like, OK, where's your next book? This is kind of <laughs> like what I just released with with my rock stars. I wanted to do a rock star series and I released Rise. And then all of a sudden I came up with this idea. 
of my forbidden, my jet powers, my, my lawyer. So I dropped that and then moved in another totally different direction. I think I did another disciples and I went on to uh, forbidden. Then I was like, okay, I need to either do book two, or I need to like, just kind of dump out on this series. Cause this has been now like two years, two and a half years. You know what I mean? These things happen. So, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I won't continue on with my rock stars because if they talk to me, they will, but it's like, I had so much fun with, with rain and I love it, but now I'm kind of like, again, now I'm off doing something else. So I don't. Well, I mean, nowadays everyone wants like the series and how to be a complete series all at once. I, again, growing up as you did as well, we got a book and it was whatever the hell the author gave us. And sometimes even though we may have wanted the second brother to get the story, we're like, mm, no stories there. We're going, okay, fine. And now we're hounding you guys on social media. What's next? Well, and that's my whole point too. Cause I'm like, yeah, what is next? <laughs> I have no rhyme or reason here on that. It would be better. And it, I, I really need to start thinking about it, but yeah. Hey, well, your formula isn't broken right now. So you're good. I'm just trucking along. Hoping for the best. The amount of stuff that goes behind the scenes with you guys as authors writing the stories, coming up with the things, we get the final book and we're going, and it took you months to write it. We finish it in less than 24 hours and we're like, when's next? What happened? What's next? And that is the, that's the whole thing too. And also I am not, I mean, I used to be a much, again, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or whatever. Or it's just like, it's, I'm like slow as forever. Like I'm ding, 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 ding. And again, I think it's also because you know, you're going back in after you'd write a chapter and you're fixing up and you're trying to get more and more, you know, easier for your editor and this and that and the other. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to be done with this book in six weeks. And of course my husband's like, why do you do this to yourself? I'm like, <laughs> nope, nope, I'm going to, you know, and cut to six weeks later. I'm like, okay, I'm on chapter three. All right. I gotta get going here. I'm really going to try to be better this time. Well, that's better. I thought you were going to bust out with chapter one. I'm like, oh, but chapter three is better. You never know with me. But no, I'm actually, it's kind of funny because I just released and I'm like, you know what? I'm going back in and I'm starting because I have this idea and I want to get it done and I want to get it going, see what happens. So so I know that next question I want to ask you tends to be a bit of a, hmm, because kind of like when you have kids and you have them, you don't have a quote unquote favorite. But of all the characters that you've created, is there one that you connect with the most and why? Yeah, see, this is a very tricky one because I love all of them. I can say that I have like, I have three that I probably would say are my favorites. So the first one would be Reed because he was in the entitled and he was my first guy. He was my first one. I love Reed. I know a lot of people hate him, but I loved him. I love Blade. Same type of thing. He's my first, maybe it's my first books. He's my president in the disciples. I love him. He holds a special spot. And then I love Jet Powers, my defense attorney. He kind of holds a special spot in my heart, too. So I have three. I say I love all of them. I love Axel, too. Probably Axel would be in there, too, because he always sneaks in a lot, too. So I'd, I'd add him in there, too. Yeah. Well, that's also why I kind of phrase the questions differently now in the sense of, like, instead of which ones do you love, I was like, which ones do you connect with the most? Because sometimes it could be not a favorite, but you connected it with them the most for whatever the reason. But, yeah, those three are good. Yeah. To figure that out. Three is always good. I like having multiples. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. When did you decide to release your titles in audio? When did I do that? So it's probably been like three years. And I started with 
dreamscape just because they got in contact with me. And at that time I was like, sure, whatever. And then as it went along, and it's funny because I, on a whim, they send you people to listen to. And Troy was one of my guys. And I, Troy was pretty new at that time. So maybe it was even longer. I don't know. Maybe it was four years ago. I don't know. It was for lethal. And I heard Troy's voice and I was like, okay, okay. He can be blade. He can be a biker. Yeah. He has a good growl. So that's kind of how I did it. And then I just kind of literally Troy does most, he's done almost Uh all my yeah. <laughs> my guy. I am branching out now just because I'm like, okay, literally every single one of my books is Troy. After I'd done that for a while with Dreamscape, I was like, why don't I just Troy and I were talking one day? He's like, we should self-produce. You should self-produce, you know, with me and blah, 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 blah. So we kind of did it like that. I did power and rule with Dark Star. The rest are with Dreamscape, but then this upcoming one, I will self-produce again too. Yeah, sometimes the listeners are like, oh, don't change the narrators. And and I'm like, okay, if it's in the middle of a series and it's the same arc and the same characters overall, and then because there's like one series, for an example, during the Joneses, it's the same character and heroine throughout all like 12 books. Changing the narrator during that is a big no-no. That would be, yes, I would agree with that 100%. But I don't really do any books. All my books are standalones, kind of. Some of my duet. But even then, if there was a series and there's different couples, I'm all for the change it up a bit. As long as they have the correct pronunciations of the name consistent. <laughs> well, agreed. And I love changing it up too. I mean, that's the whole thing. I had no, when I first started, you, you don't, you know, it's like anything else. You're learning as you go along. I didn't realize, you know, how much fun it is too, to pick narrators and that kind of stuff. So do you find it difficult to cast a narrator for a character because, you know, you hear them in your head and as good as they might be. Uh, what I did was, so I don't know if you're familiar with Corvin King. He has a really good growl too. And I had heard him with Dark Star. I was doing um, Power and his voice came up and I, I so I kind of had him in my head a little bit when I was writing Rule. Because that's Jets, my defense attorney's brother. Hmm. But other than that, I don't. I go with kind of a clean slate. And then when I try to cast it, you know, I go with the closest that you can get. You know, yeah. I, most of my books are pretty gritty and stuff anyway and pretty. So I need someone like that, you know. Well, I mean, that's always like people have that never listened to an audiobook would be like, oh, I hear them in my head. And then when I heard the audio because I was giving it a try, it didn't sound like that. I'm like, well, we all hear something different in our heads. And that's a big thing, really. You know, again, it's hard for the girls, too, because if the girls are younger, you know, you don't want them sounding too old and this and that and the other. And yeah. Do you listen to audiobooks for fun? I don't. I really should start. But. I like to read more, you know what I mean? And yet I never read anymore either. So it's kind of like, oh dear. I got into audio more so because of the lack of time. Because, you know, so it was one of those, like, I, I'm like, I want to read, but I need to do X. I mean, the running list is still ongoing. I think that's what's the beauty of audiobooks. Like, that's how they are now doing so well because of just that reason. Yeah. It has helped, I think. I mean, I no longer have a commute because with the whole pandemic, many of us that used to, re- you know, listen during a commute went bye-bye. <laughs> so yeah. it's like laundry and, you know, other stuff in the household and even in between meetings, like, okay, listening to books and things like that. 
Do you find that while now that you're you've done and you know the books that you have done in audio, and when you know this is going to be an audio, do you find it that you are writing a little bit different to make it sound better in audio versus in writing? You know what? I haven't gotten to that yet. I probably should, but no, I don't do that yet. But what I am trying to do is get myself together to actually at some. You know, I would love to be able to do a live release with my audio. I applaud all the authors that are able to do that because that takes patience and just it, it, plotting and everything. Like, I mean, that's really, really, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest for my next one to at least, I would love to get it live together, but at least have it be close, you know? Oh yeah. We shall see. Some authors as guys who started doing it where they'll really, they will finish writing the book and then they'll get an audio out first and then they'll do the ebook and the paperback release. That's amazing too. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, so well, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. But I, again, if I could ever get ahead, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. As I see my list of things to do and my unfinished things that I have on this part, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's not easy. Especially for the artsy creative folks, which you guys are as writers. It's always like something else pops up the head and... And then all this, plus, of course, adulting and families and all this other fun stuff, right? That's the whole thing, too. And, you know, my husband works in the entertainment industry, so he was off for a solid year with all the strike going on, the writer strike and the uh, actor strike. So I was, I literally did two books with him home. And I have to say, I am so glad he's back to work right now because that is really hard. It's like him sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I am, or like I'm like writing and I'm like in it, you know what I mean? And he'll be like, "Hey, so I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I am in this. Thanks. Now I'm out. I'm out. What? What? What can I help you with?" He's like, "Sorry, I was just going to turn on the TV." I'm like, "Get out! Get out! Get out!" Go. Oh. I heard the like the redness that you probably had in your head when he came in. <laughs> like, hey, I'm like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was challenging. I'm glad he's again. It makes it so much and 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 I again, it's easy too because my you know, I'm trying to be better about getting up, getting on, you know, drop my kids off, and then sit down, you know, get the house stuff as much as I can. But I kind of let that go by the wayside too because I used to be way more anal about it. Now I'm just like, yeah, whatever, it'll last, and get words down because the day will go, you know, and like okay, I got to get my kids, and then that's just not going to happen after that. I find that like, oh, uh, I have four hours to do this. Those four hours go by so fucking fast. No, it's true. It's like me sitting there thinking, okay, I've turned this on. And I'm like, ah, oh, 10 minutes. I'm fine. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's, it's 11 o'clock. I'm late. So you were working with words all the time. What is your favorite word? Now, this is second part of the question is favorite curse word. So don't try to make them one in the same. Well, I was just going to say, are we talking? Uh, it was pretty obvious what my famous, my favorite word that, and, and, and it's funny you're asking this because I have a favorite word apparently in every book. Huh. And my editor would literally be like, okay, literally, like literally for one book, she was like, I just took out, you know, 300 literally. So I was like, what? Or I think I had like, 500 just in one book. She was like, and I'm just taking them all out. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> my favorite curse word would absolutely be fuck. I do not at all in real life ever say the C word, but for whatever reason, when I write, that comes out all over the place. <laughs> 
everywhere. So yeah, I guess those are my two favorites. If I'm busting out, if you ever hear me say something like, oh my gosh, they are such a, that, you know. It's really bad. It's really bad. Like they have like, oh, what do they do? Yeah. Yeah. Although I honestly, I'm not kidding you, Vivian. I never used to say that word now that I write more. Like literally, if it's really bad, I'll be like, she's a bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm the girl that can use fuck as a pronoun adjective, you know, noun, anything. I can add it into anything. But yeah, my close friends are like, damn, she used to say a word <laughs> to describe someone like, yeah, oh, it's really bad now. It's really bad now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a quick question that I like to ask you guys. What song do you have to sing along to or dance along to when you hear it, regardless of where you're at? Um, I guess it would be like, you know, I believe in miracles or don't worry, be happy, you know, that kind of stuff. I would, I would jump up and dance to those. Those are good songs. Yeah. Happy songs. You know, I have a list of, with all this, like, with, that's why I ask it to make, I'm going to like, when I'm around with you guys hanging out, so, you know, press the button on my Spotify list, have this song come up and see if that's real or not. If I do that, then, you know, I like, my daughter is 12, so she makes these playlists for me and it's great. But then like, and I'm, I can't even believe I'm going to admit, admit this, but I love Justin B. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um, but I'll like listen to stay or listen to ghost or I don't know. I, yeah, those, I just, yeah. Or Taylor Swift. I'll be dancing away to that too. I'm like, what? I'm yeah. There is no wrong. I mean, as long as you're happy, go for it. Exactly. <laughs> So one of the things I do like to play with my guests to get to know them better is the game of two truths and a lie, where you tell me three things about yourself and we have to figure out which one's the lie. So if you have your three things, what are they? Okay. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to switch this up because I already gave you one of the answers. I was going to ask you about my dogs. So we already know I have two dogs. Okay. So let's come up with another one. How about what is, am I supposed to ask the question? No, like you tell me three things about yourself. We have to guess which one. I always say we because I'm hoping the listeners are playing along. <laughs> I like bread and I like to hike and I like to camp. You like bread? I like bread. All kinds. Of, oh, you know, I'm just going to say I like all types of carbs. Yeah. <laughs> You like to hike or that you like to camp. And I like to hike and I like to camp. Yeah. So which one's the lie? Mm. Actually, there's two lies in there. I thought oh. we were going to do two lies. <laughs> two lies in there. Okay, good. Let's do with the two. Let's switch it up a little bit. Why not? No, you're good. It's you gave okay. me a list too. And of course, am I looking at it now? So I want to say that the truth then is that you like bread and that the hiking and the camping are the lies. You were right on. It was like <laughs> that obvious. God. <laughs> Dirt, things of that nature, I'm really not into. Yeah, it's, it's, it's outside. It's like, I, I can go glam camping, you know? <laughs> I have yet to meet someone that doesn't like bread. Even when they've been allergic to or have a gluten issue or anything, they still like it. So I'm like, mm. oh my God, that's my downfall. I try to eat so healthy, but, you know, bread is just my thing. I don't like any carbs. Bread really it is. Yeah, I hear you. It's one of my, um, like, I, we were like, oh, you know, at jail, they give you just bread and water. I'm like, I think I'd be fine. Well, the other day I was sitting there going, you know what? I've got to drop 10 pounds. I'm like, this is it. This is it. I'm just going to go vegan. 
And literally my husband was like, okay, yeah, but you can still eat bread. So you'd probably just gain weight. I was like, oh <laughs> God, you're right. I can just see it. He's like, so yeah, just stop. I was like, I got started a year. Like, I think I was in my early twenties. I went to this English restaurant of sorts or like a cafe and I was like, okay, great. I'll have some tea and things like that. And then I saw, cause we were looking for lunch and we were like going to the menu. I'm thinking we'll have salads and stuff like that. And then I saw that they had, I think it translated to like poor man's meal. Basically it was a baguette, butter and cheese. And I was like, sold. That's mine. <laughs> I'm full on with that. I'm like, I don't even need an entree. Like, yep. Or fresh bread with the butter. Oh yeah. And the, oh yeah. Or the, or the oils. Like when you go to a restaurant, I'm like, yep. Well, then we can sit there and say, well, olive oil is good for us. That's we're, we're Yes. <laughs> come on. And then you would go with, it's portion control. But then they come around and say, would you like another one? I'm like, would you like more? You're like, yes. <laughs> Life is way too short to not indulge in some of the stuff that, you, that makes you happy. And if bread is one of them, have at it. So the other thing, which you have not been through this yet, so this came about because during the Patreon side of things, I asked my guests, would you rather questions where, you know, you have to choose between two things. And one of the questions has always been the, would you rather tell everyone your guilty pleasures or never partake in any of those guilty pleasures ever again? And that's it. And then, you know, usually they're like, oh, I, I will tell everybody. Well, that's easy to say when one's going to follow up with a question of what they are. And then the running joke, quote unquote, is that I'm like, okay, well, no worries. Next time you come back, we'll talk about your guilty pleasures and we'll, you know, go from there. But I'm like, you know what? This is Enchantress After Dark. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> right? Right. So your guilty pleasures. I'm like so boring though on this, but I will tell you my guilty pleasures. But again, you're going to be like, really? I would say my one of my biggest guilty pleasures would have to be reading. Like I said, I love to read and yet I never read anymore. And that it's just so if I actually say, you know what, I'm setting aside time to pick up a book. It's like a major thing for me. And it is literally a guilty pleasure. Like, I love it. Good. I mean, everybody always like, oh, guilty pleasures has to be this like earth chattering you know, huge momentous kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, if I like it, I'll already do it. So I don't really have any. And people have said that to me too. They're like, oh, there's no such thing as like a guilty pleasure kind of a thing. I just buy like, if it's it's pleasurable, I'm going to like do it. Yeah. So yeah. But that is one that I honestly say that I actually don't do that. I truly do enjoy. Okay. And I wish I could do more often. You and I are in the same boat, sister. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, getting lost in a book is a wonderful thing. I feel kind of sad because my kids, both my children do not enjoy reading the way I would hope that they would. And I, and I don't know if it's because they live in an electronic world, but it makes me kind of sad on that because my son is, you know, 100% into videos and games and electronics and building games and all that kind of stuff. And then my daughter, which I find really interesting is 12. And I would think, but again, I can't even like recommend romance to her. Like, she's like, should I read one of yours? I'm like, Oh, dude, (laughs) I don't think you ever read mine. Like, what are you nuts? You know what I mean? So (laughs) she'll try to do fantasy, but I'm, you know, it's interesting thing. So yeah. Cause I think, like I said, it's a wonderful pleasure. It is. I am. Can, they should try audiobooks. They might find that they can multitask and build something while listening versus just the focus. It's hard because, like, you know, it's like anything else. They're on those headphones. Yeah. 
but they're all listening to YouTube or, and I'm fascinated at it too, by their, their ability to multitask. You know what I mean? Like, it's like play a game and listen. I'm like, wow, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did have to study for me studying. I, I retained things more when I was studying with music in the background versus complete silence. They say that all the time. I need silence. Like if I'm in the zone, I guess I can kind of block you out. What's well, interesting weird things, but if it's like, for example, my husband being home, like if he'd put on a cooking show where they're like talking, all of a sudden I'd be like, okay, I'll start listening to the show. But if it's sports, I can kind of block it out. I'm not one of those authors though that writes to music. I don't, I need silence. I know a lot of authors do, but for whatever reason, I have to have silence. I mean, like I used to get in trouble. I'm like, mom, this is how I retain. And she's like, how are you focusing on what you're studying with the music? I mean, it's Nirvana. I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's what my kids are the same way. They love it. But it it works. So I'm like, okay. It does. It does. And so we just embrace it and go along. That's good. So the other thing I, um, because some guests, you may be surprised, have gone rogue in the sense of they have turned the tables and tried asking me questions about me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is hysterical. I love that. It's hilarious. And I'm going, no. And then one of them did it so smoothly. I got into like four or five. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute here. What happened here? We're talking about me. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I figured I'll give you guys all an opportunity that, you know, where you can ask me anything. Well, I just want to know again that like, so I'm trying to think because we have kind of known each other for a while, but it's like, so you were doing, weren't you in PR and then da da da? Like, how how is this journey into this land? Or are you still kind of doing that? I still do it. It's for, I, so here's my downfall I'm a learner and I kind of started as a reviewer and things like that and got into the PR side because not only aside from my business degree with, um, you know, minor in marketing, I was seeing that there's a stuff that was like, I was signed up for, you know, PR company stuff and then I'm still having to find the book cover because it didn't include it. Or I'm having to find the latest in- information. Their website links were incorrect. I'm like, really folks, how many of the, I mean, how much are these authors paying for this stuff? But it was one of those, like, I liked an author enough to kind of, I'm like, Hey, next time just, I, I can do this. And that's kind of how that started. And it just continued to morph into doing graphics. And then I got my certifications in graphics d- design work and, and learning things. And then I, pleasure, you know, guilty pleasure. Mine was audiobooks and started the series back. Now it's going to be this June will be 10 years. So I got to plan a big thing for this year for the June. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Yeah. So June is audiobook month. And that's how, you know, 10 years ago with uh, my BFF at the time, and also still book blogger as buddy as well with books and kisses. We're like, you know, there's nothing going on right now this month. I'm like, are you kidding me? And hence audiobook loving was launched and uh and goodness how we come far we used to do things in google hangout that was bad <laughs> so like you and your historical i love it i i look back and i'm like damn no and i can't go back and edit those <laughs> so i know oh i know it was like one episode a day for the entire month and people were like you know you should just do this all oh, like year long and i'm like every day you're like you like no i'm like oh thank god <laughs> yeah right and then the podcast came out. So we're now in season five. So five years. And um, that is crazy. Yeah. I no idea we're doing it this long. I know it doesn't seem like it, but yeah, it has. And, and, and so, but I've been in the industry now in one capacity or another for about 15 years. And then when the conventions, I'm like, hey, when the lure happened, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool for me to be the official podcaster, hang out with you guys as the signing authors and the narrators to get the people before going to the event to get to know you better. 
And so like, like now that you're going to dark star, you know, someone may never have, you know, read your books or listened to your books. And instead of them walking by your table or having a little bit like, Oh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say to you. They're going to bust out like, Oh my God, I like bread too. (laughs) I love it. Some people might bring you bread. Surprise. And I would love that. Yes. And then that's the table stuff. (laughs) Cheers. Yeah. Well, they get creative. And that's kind of how this also thing started. And when, you know, when Troy announced the Dark Star, we had been talking about it for a while before the announcement, but, you know, NDAs. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know, and he goes, well, you know, and I'm like, audiobooks. Con-. And so now we're on the official podcast. So I think it's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thrilled. So I know that you signed at other conferences before, like at Wild and Windy. Now with Dark Star that you're going to sign there too, what are you looking forward to it? Because it's going to be a little different with the focus being a little different. Well, this is going to be a whole, I mean, has this ever like what they're kind of doing ever been done yet? Yeah, it's different. Um, they're like the Allure, the one that I went to two years ago that I was the official. Allure was the one that I think kind of catapulted the, oh, this can be done. Troy was there too. And then the partnership with that team kind of dissolved and then nothing. And I'm like, oh, so I'm glad someone picked up the reins and said, hey, we can continue to do something fun. I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I'm just rolling with it because it sounds fun. And I like to just go and meet people. I think it's just wonderful. And I'm always so grateful if anyone even just wants to stop by and say hello. I don't care if they buy my book or whatever. It's just kind of nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the listeners too. I mean, a lot of times listeners won't go to, to the conferences because they have not read the book. And they're like, well, I don't know what they're going to do. But it's a whole event. Like, I mean, that's the whole great thing about these conferences. I know sometimes they get crazy and I know it gets hot and the lines are long, but it's still so much fun. To be honest, I'm just going with like, I I mean, I haven't ever. It's funny because I've been so many places around the world and everything else. But the one place I have not been and I've always wanted to go is New Orleans. Oh, I have a feeling that you'll end up writing a book based in new orleans while you're there you'll get inspired by so many different things there yeah right yeah it's a great city the beignets oh my god well i'm excited so like all that i can't wait i'm just rolling with it because it looks like i mean he's got a whole list of things going on and i mean it's a couple of days yeah whereas all the other stuff that i've done is you know you fly in you do the signing and then you kind of fly out kind of thing so yeah, it's going to be fun. And I know that with some of the narrators there, obviously you've had Troy as far as one of your narrators. So you'll be able to hang out with your narrator. It's funny because when I was at Wild and Windy, Troy was there and he came tromping around. I was like, it was funny because I was chit-chatting with Tiffany and she was like, I'm like, where is he? Bring him over here. And as soon as he showed up, I just kind of kidnapped him at my table because I loved that. I was like, just keep <laughs> signing. Because he, like I said, he'd done most of my books. Yeah. So it's so much fun. I love this whole idea of the narrators being there. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Corvin King and Angelina Rocco are both going to be there too. Yeah. And the list keeps growing. So who knows who else? No, I know. It's so great. Yeah. Who else might be going that you've had in one capacity or not? Well, and also it's great too, because again, as an author, you can be like, oh my God, for my next book. Right. I mean, that's the other thing too. I've told some of the narrators. I'm like, this is, I mean, aside from networking and things like that, you never know. It could be a potential gig. Absolutely. Well, Cassandra, before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on or what's coming up next for you? So I don't want to say what I'm you know, it's new. It's an, ex- it's, it's, but I can say this, it is forbidden. Okay. It is forbidden. 
And yeah, that's what I can say as of right now. I'm hoping to have it out in April. Okay. But as we noticed, I sometimes don't follow that. But this time I'm going to try my hardest. Okay. I'll check in on you. How's that going? Yes. <laughs> and this was so much fun. Yes. Thank you for taking the time. And so, I mean, we've known each other for years, like you said, and we're just have never... So I'm thank you for trusting me to pop your cherry for being your first thank podcast. You. Exactly. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Thank you. Um, if you're not following Cassandra on social media, don't worry. I will give you guys all the links so you do not have to go hunting for them. They will be over at the landing page of Viviana and Changes of Books. Make sure to grab your Dark Star Con tickets now and meet some of me, Cassandra, but also some of your other favorite authors and narrators. You can visit their website, www.darkstar.com to learn more and, and purchase your tickets. Everyone, thanks again for listening. And until next time, happy listenings. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook-loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.